You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1290. Time blocking is such a such a big deal. Um, I think when starting out your business, even if you're only spending 30 minutes a day, um, it's better than doing nothing at all. I think you got to build that habit of working on your business every day, at least six days a week. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Podcast. I'm your host today, Brent Bowers, the land man. And today I have Matthew Coley on with me. He is 21 years old. He lives in Greenville, South Carolina. And today he's going to share with you how he sent out a very small amount of land offer letters to be exact, 76. And he was able to get three parcels of land under contract. And then he's also going to explain you know, how he was like a little down in the dumps, how he was like having a little anxiety attack because he hadn't sold this land yet and what he did to get that land sold really quickly. Matthew Coley, he's going to blow you away. When he started in land, he was only 19 years old. This guy is young. He's getting it done, but he had some things happen in life, in his life that motivated him to take action right away. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's get right into it. Matt Coley, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Great to be here, Brent. Man, I'm super stoked to have you. I've watched your success. You were one of the first, well, I shouldn't say the first, but you came into the Land Sharks quite a while ago. You know, a lot of people probably want to know who you are. So in 30 to 60 seconds, like let Rhino Nation know a little bit about yourself, you know, how you got started in real estate, what you're up to now. Gotcha. So my name is Matt Coley. I live in Greenville, South Carolina, and I am 21 years old. Wait a minute. How old? Are you allowed to do real estate when you're Apparently that young? so. <laughs> <laughs> no one's oh, caught man. on yet. I love it. I bought my first, <laughs> my first rental property when I was 21, and they ID'd me twice at really? the closing table. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. This um, Let's hear more about So this. I spent my whole childhood thinking I was going to be a Marine, a U.S. Marine. When I always wanted to be one, I found out my dad was Marine. I thought that was the coolest thing. I knew I never wanted to go to college. School was never my thing. And came high school, I did ROTC. I enlisted as soon as I could. I went through MEPS. I got a ship date. I was ready to go. And the summer before I shipped, I was having some medical complications. And unfortunately, I'd had a bad asthma attack on one of my PT sessions. And I'd never had one before. And I kind of went to a panic attack. And so it was, it was a big ordeal. Uh, I had taken by the ambulance and long story short, the, the Marines weren't going to take me after that. Can't go to boot camp with a, uh, inhaler. So that was kind of all my plans out the window. So I had to figure out what I was going to do from there. And I think like most people, I just went straight to YouTube and trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Went through a lot of things, thought maybe I was going to do maybe HVAC, do a trade. I didn't think I wanted to work those kind of hours the rest of my life. I knew I didn't want to do a nine to five. So I was like, I got to find something. Stocks, maybe. I tried stocks a little bit. Also not for me. <laughs> That's a crazy world to get into, I think. But um, eventually I landed on uh, real estate. This seemed like a good thing to get into. Eventually found uh, wholesaling. Found Brent, Brent Bowers' YouTube channel, Jerry Norton. 
whole Stanley Gink podcast, and you know, just off, off from there. Man, that what a story! You must have ran like a, a four minute mile or something <laughs> to have an asthma attack at the end of your uh, PT test. Holy cow! I remember how, man. Uh, you just took me back many years. It was a while ago. Uh, I remember <laughs> how, how scary and nervous I was during my PT test when I was enlisting. I actually failed the run. Oh, wow. We failed the run. I And luckily, I wasn't going in the Army. You know, they let me. <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I believe um, it. <laughs> but um, I failed the run. My recruiter gave me another chance. But I remember my stomach was just in like, just butterflies. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine what you went through with, with the asthma attack and then the panic attack. I can understand yeah. why the panic <laughs> attack happened because you're realizing like my life mm-hmm. is over. Like I thought my life was over too when I felt the PT test. And luckily the we like God gives us second yeah. chances in life. So you went down the YouTube university route. I mean, you already named like wholesaling mm-hmm. Inc. Uh, obviously you're on the wholesaling <laughs> Inc. podcast, yeah. Brent Bowers here, Norton, some amazing people. You know, what did the next step look like? You know, did you just get started with wholesaling? Like, it couldn't have been that easy, Matt. Like, you were like 18 <laughs> yeah, years old? yes, at the time I was like, I think I was about 19 years old. I was, I wanted to do wholesaling. And obviously, I started, I think like most people, I started with houses. And uh, I had joined a, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember the name of it anymore, but it was a, I guess it was a mentoring program for wholesaling houses. And the way they did business, I didn't like it. It didn't seem, seems sketchy or just not it didn't seem like good business what they were doing they would uh they asked the seller if they wanted to sell whatever price the seller gave them that's the price you took their motto was we do not negotiate whatsoever we just tack our wholesale fee on the end of the price and if we can't sell it then we just cancel that doesn't seem like good business to me and so i kind of that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth but i i knew i wanted to keep doing wholesaling so i just kept i think after that i was going to try it by myself but then i Every time a, a land shark episode came on a wholesaling Inc. podcast, I was like, "Wow, that, that sounds cool. It sounds simple, and it sounds there's not a lot of emotion in land. It sounds easier. Not many people are doing. It. No, no one does land. Everyone looks over land. So I was like, "That's got to be. I want to see about that. That's when I joined the land shark course. So I can already see a trend with you, Matt. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, it's like Matt. You came into the program like you didn't ask a single question. <laughs> you just ran with it. Uh, maybe that's the marine spirit in you. Um, you definitely don't follow the herd mentality. Uh, obviously, you're going to join the Marines and then you go straight into lands uh, where no one else is doing it. I love the fact of, of that because I try and stay away mm-hmm. from the herd mentality. I come from a small town called Okeechobee, Florida. Our biggest producer of income is cattle. <laughs> and I know one thing about cattle is the herd gets slaughtered. Mm-hmm. They're eventually you know, killed to eat. Uh, so I, I love like your, your thought process on it. So you came in. You know, what did the steps look like? You know, let, let's talk about that first deal. Yeah. So I had, I had actually joined the Land Sharks over two years ago um, when I was, I think, about 19 or 20 years old. And I would do the modules up until the point where I would send out the mail. I would send out mail and I'd get calls back. I'd get letters back and I did nothing. I was so scared of getting on the phone with sellers. I I just kind of froze up. I choked up. I made excuses for myself. I mean, I spent... I spent thousands of dollars on mail I never did anything with. And wow. So yeah, I kind of just, I kind of remained in limbo. I think I did the the first half of the course probably 10 times over before I actually picked up the phone to talk to a seller. But you didn't stop. You just kept (laughs) starting. You know, I want to hear like, what did you do? Did you feel like, you know, because a lot of us like will, will come up with these tasks to feel like we're working. Okay. I'm sending out the mail. 
the responses are coming, it's working, but then it's like, okay, I don't want to go further because I might have success and <laughs> yeah. they might say yes. Exactly. You know, was that the fear or was it, uh, I don't want to sound stupid, like, or I don't want to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm young yeah. or what was the thought process going through your head, Matt? Like, what do you think it was stopping you from talking to those sellers? Yeah, I was certainly afraid of just looking like a dummy on the phone, sounding like I didn't know what I was talking about. Also, just, I guess, maybe locking something up for too high I couldn't do anything with, like just, just making mistakes, wasting money, even though I was already wasting money because I was spending on a marketing, not doing anything with it. But yeah, it was just really, I don't, I don't know what it was, but I was, I was just afraid to get on the phone with people. But that kind of changed, uh, well, that did change a couple months ago. I, I decided I'm going to start and I'm going to do it and I'm just not going to, I'm not going to look back. And that's what I did. Okay. What changed a couple months ago from a year and a half ago? Like, what was it? Did something happen? Like, you know, was it like, I'm going to buy a house. I want my yeah. dream home. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, what, I certainly what? am. Did you just wake up? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my grandfather did pass away recently. So my mom needs to take care of my grandma now that my grandfather's no longer around to take care of her. So that means grandma's got to move in and I got to move out. But it, it's not like that she's pushing me out. I, I want to move out. I've always wanted to move. I want to be on my own. And But now this is kind of a, something that's pushing me out. It's kind of an external motivation. And also, I just I want to make my mom proud. You know, she's, she's done so much for me. She's my big motivator. And I want to, I want to build something. I want to build a family business. My brother also just had his, his first son. I'm an uncle now. And I want to give him the time freedom to spend more time with his kid. So I'd love to bring him into the business as well. So. I guess there's a lot of lot of things that kind of compiled up into this. Yeah, man. I'm really sorry to hear about that. I'm sorry to hear about your loss. Um, but wow, how amazing. Like you've now got, you know, you're an uncle. You've got a lot of, like you have a, now a tribe, you know, of, of people that are counting mm -hmm. on you is what it sounds like. So it sounds like a lot of mm -hmm. motivation. Well, what does that look like? Uh, how did that first deal go? Because a lot of, a lot of Rhino Nation, like we're just trying to figure out how do we get our first land deal? How do we get our first house deal? Matt, help <laughs> me today because I need help. Like, you know, my parents are moving in with me or my mom's kicking <laughs> me out. Like, you never know what someone's going through. Like me, I needed to get out of the military because I didn't want to do a, a third combat deployment and be gone for another year and a half. And I also want to come back. I want to pull it back yeah. a minute. You know, that's a huge... You're not the only one that doesn't want to reach out to those sellers when that phone starts ringing in the mm -hmm. very beginning because like they'll send out the letters to the area that's in high mm -hmm. demand for land. Uh, they know they're going to make a, a pile of money, but I see that a lot. They don't return the call back to the seller. So we, we've actually changed something in, in the group. We've changed something in the, in the course to where now you don't even have to talk to the seller. When we send out what we call the land offer letter, it comes back signed and you can look it over and figure out if it's a deal or not. And you don't even have to talk to the seller over the phone. You can communicate with them via email or however. I had just purchased a piece of land the other day for 15000 we close on it uh, in two weeks. I've sold it for 30000 wow. I had no verbal communication with the seller except for via email. So there was no pressure. And I remember emailing him after I bought the land. Thanks for trusting me to do business. <laughs> That's amazing. And that yeah, was that it. Crazy. He said, right back at you, Brent. <laughs> and that was it. And I've already sold the land. I'm going to make about $11,000 profit after the real estate agent's mm -hmm. paid. But I never spoke to that seller. And I was thinking to myself, this is an introvert's dream. That's getting a lot of our, our shark success now. But anyhow, yep. let's talk about that first deal, Matt. <laughs> let's talk about you. 
How did so, it happen? Call yep. came in? So I, I sent out the land offer letters like you have in the course. Um, starting off, I didn't have a lot of uh, capital to spend on marketing. So I had really spent my time like narrowing down my list, being really specific with my what area I'm targeting. And I think the data I pulled off of PropStream was, it was only like 150, 150 uh, leads. And so I just turned that into two mailings. So I sent out about 75, 76 mailers one week and then another 75 the next week. And off that first batch of 76, I had gotten, I think I had gotten two letters back. Or I got a phone call back and a letter back. And the phone call was a gentleman that I was unfortunately unable to help. He wanted a lot of money for his land. I just, I couldn't do anything with it. But the letter I got back was a gentleman he had. He actually has about six parcels down here in South Carolina. And I was able to get, I put an offer in on five of them and I got, I got three of them under contract. So one, wow, like this is blowing my mind. So you sent out 76 land offer letters and guys, anybody listening to this, if you want to copy this land offer letter, go to the landsharks.com forward slash LOL as in land offer letter. I'm going to ask you for your name, your phone number, your email, and then you're going to get another email with the land offer letter. Check your spam. Make sure, hopefully that's working, but a lot of times they go to spam. But uh, going back to this, so you got that land offer letter signed back and you got three properties, three parcels of land under contract in South Carolina for 76 letters. Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal. Man, okay. I want to <laughs> yep. hear more. I so, I, so actually the one he had signed back, we could not agree on a price, but so he told me about his other pieces of land. He's like, well, I'll just give you an offer on all your land and you can tell me which ones you like. So I offered on all his land and I got these three lots, 5,000 a piece. So 15,000 total. After that, I just, I got to my marketing. Um, once we locked it up, I did hit Facebook, Craigslist, neighbor letters. Um, one thing I did sleep on in the beginning was bandit signs. I had not put any bandit signs out and I was, I would say I was about a week and a half, two weeks into my marketing and I wasn't getting the response rate. I was hoping I was actually I was getting a lot of responses, a lot of a lot of tire kickers, a lot of people saying they're interested, but nothing nothing firm. And I was reaching out to some uh, to some land sharks. And big big shout out to Alana Cohen. She's she's great. She helped me so much in the beginning. And she, I told her I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like I don't know what else I can do. And she's like, Have you done bandit signs? Like, no, I haven't done bandit. Like, you need to do bandit signs. <laughs> and <laughs> shout out to Alana. I think she was episode twelve sixty. It's called Single Mother of mm-hmm. Four. She's done nine land deals. Oh, now. really? Man, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that she helped you. Bandit yes. signs, yes. <laughs> yes. Bandit signs are the way to go. My The very next day, my phone was just ringing off the hook with calls. And yeah, it was great. I think about a couple more days later, it was actually, it was, it was one of the, like, the lowest points for me because I just I wasn't getting any solid offers, just a lot of tire kickers. A lot of people saying they're interested, but nothing putting an offer in. I was like, and what am I going to do? I had told the seller, I had asked for 90 days to close, but I was telling the seller like, oh, I can do this. And like, I asked for 90, but I can do this in like 30 or 45 days at most. And we were getting to that 45 day mark and I didn't have anything yet. So I was really freaking out. And that night when I was like, just racked with anxiety, I think it was, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I was about to go to sleep and someone messages me, I'll give you 20,000 for all three. And I was like, 
I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know if he was just like kidding or what. So I was going to wait till the morning to respond to him because I didn't know if it's like who sends a deal out like that at 10 o'clock at night. But uh, yeah, he was actually serious. It was a new builder in the area and he put his offer in. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So you had all three of them under contract for 15000 mm-hmm. You receive an offer at 10 p.m. at <laughs> night for 20000 like, what did that sign say? I, I need to know now. It's like, how did the, the builder even know there was three lots? Uh, I think it, it was just a simple bandit sign. It said three lots. I was asking 25,000 phone number. Three lots, 25,000 phone number. That was all. I put out about 10 signs. Now you're probably thinking, I wish I put 30,000 <laughs> <Yeah>. on that sign. <laughs> all right. So what did it look like from then on? Did he close pretty quick? Yeah, um, there was a few hiccups. There was a few hiccups. He seemed to be very new to the game, but... uh. So was I. So, <laughs> yeah, there was a few hiccups just like getting money in and stuff. He actually never put in an earnest money deposit, but I don't think I communicated that well with him about putting one in early because I, I had it in the contract that you need to have an earnest money deposit in 24 hours after you sign. But uh, he never did. It, so I was like, oh, crap. I guess he's just. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what. I forgot to do <laughs> earnest money deposits. And no, uh, that mm-hmm. happens. It's yeah. I thought, happens. I thought I just screwed the pooch on that one, but he was serious. He, he came through. And uh, yeah, we closed the deal. We closed, I think it was about, it was about a month and a half after I had the contract signed. So it was like right at the market, what I told the seller. So I was like, that's all, even though I only made about 5,000, that, that was great. How much did you totally net on that? You know, all, that, uh, yeah, that yeah, he deal. paid all, buyer paid all closing costs and everything. So I made it even five, 5k, 5,000. Here we go. $5,000 <laughs> on your first land deal with 76 land off of mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. So how did that feel coming through for that seller? You know, like, was that worth more than the 5k to you? Oh, it was just being able to make that mark without having any conception of me being able to do that in the first place. And the fact that I was able to get it done, it was just it's surreal. It was bizarre. I had, yeah. <laughs> so how did that look? Did you get a check from the title insurance company? I did get a check. I got a check. How did that feel like showing your mom that <laughs> It check? was crazy. It was insane. They're, she's so proud of me, and I'm. She's been a great support. She's my biggest supporter. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? Let's give her the name. Uh, Melissa Gilstrap. Melissa Gilstrap. Here you go. <laughs> Good mom, man. Good mom. Yeah. So, was there like a party afterwards? Did you did you celebrate with some lemonade? Like, I mean, because I, I <laughs> a lot of people forget to celebrate. They go right back to the next deal. Like, let's do another one type thing. Yeah, no, there, there was some celebration. I went out with some friends, had a celebration, but um, uh, the money just kind of it went to. Uh, I'm I'm in Genway Sales Course, which is shout out to Genway, amazing yeah. course. Jen I is phenomenal. I, yeah, I never met. Okay, she is a workaholic, and this is not in a mm. bad way. <laughs> yes, I met Jen, and so Jen has been my. She's no longer. We're no longer doing land deals together, um, unless they're like in her own backyard. She still does them, but she was my acquisition manager since 2016. I mean, she paid off all of her debt, bought a farm, and now she's she's training and coaching. She loves teaching, mm-hmm. uh, which she, I got to give her a huge shout out. She she trained most of our people. So God bless Jen. So that's great to hear. I didn't know you were in her, mm-hmm. in her uh, coaching program. So yeah, I just wanted to use my money to reinvest back into the, back in myself and back into the business, get more deals done. Well, don't forget, there's a great book called Profit First. Okay. Profit First. Uh, there's there's two of them. One written by Mike Michalowicz. That's the original Profit First, and then Profit First for real estate investors. We got if I can tell. I mean, because 
at one time I was like, if I could just make 10,000 a month and we surpassed that. But here's the thing. I, I was in reinvesting everything back into the company. You have one slow month. It's like, oh, where'd all my cash go? So mm. always take enough, take, you know, 10% out for tithing, you know, 10% out for profit, you know, 30% out for the IRS and <laughs> the rest. And then also don't forget to pay yourself. Um, so gotcha. I'll get off my soapbox on profit first. Oh, you're got, good. That was a game changer for my business. We just did a deal. Definitely check I didn't that make out. Much profit. I actually only made about $700 profit on a deal, uh, but I got 70 something thousand dollars back. So oh, it was wow. hard for me to do it, but I put half of that money in an account and I just, it's just labeled profit. Even though mm-hmm. I didn't like, cause it was almost like a windfall. I had money, a lot of money tied up into this deal. And it, it all, it sold. I didn't make much profit, $700 profit, which was terrible for having yeah. my money locked up for <laughs> a year. But it was nice putting that money away because it was yeah. almost like a, a quick windfall because it closed finally and I got my money back. Thank God. Gotcha. Matt, what would you tell someone that's just getting started? You know, words of advice, words of wisdom, like, you know, like I want to hear the Matt Coley nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a couple. So, um, first, I think first is reaching out reaching out to people, partnering up, teaming up, squatting up. You can't, doing this by yourself, is, there's no point in doing that when you can just, there's people out there that have been doing it for a lot longer and then they're happy to help, especially if you're in the, in the wholesaling community. Everyone here is great. They're, everyone's so helpful. Everyone's willing to help. And another one would be time blocking, something that you taught in your modules that really helped me out in the beginning. Time blocking is such a, such a big deal, um, I think, when starting out your business. Even if you're only spending... 30 minutes a day. Um, it's better than doing nothing at all. I think you got to build that habit of working on your business every day, at least six days a week. Yeah. And then I guess lastly, I guess you hear it every episode. Um, everyone says it, but it is true. <laughs> you got to take action. You got to take action. You're never going to get to where you want to be um, from where you are now without taking action. So true. That's the biggest thing is take action. All the education's out there. You mentioned mm-hmm. YouTube University. You had it all at your fingertips for the last two years. But what brought that income in? That's the first of many deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how, how many land deals have you done since? Because was that the I'm only not, one? Still, still, still just one, but I got, I got two more lots under contract from the same seller. He liked what I did with the other three lots. So he got me two more of his lots under contract. Same and, seller. Yeah, same what seller. You, have you already called that builder to see if he wants those other lots? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're talking right now, actually. <laughs> no, you, it, it only takes one buyer, guys. One buyer, and I'll tell you, you know, I had to put some signs out for a piece of land that was just kind of sitting still. Florida during the summertime, it's like crickets. It's slow. So mm-hmm. what did we do to sell some land the other day? We put out like twelve bandit signs. Here's all it said: it said, you know, land for sale. The number four, two eighty two a month. Phone number. My phone has been blowing up. We sold that parcel of land. And we use that sign, the same sign to sell another parcel of land. And my, my play is seller financing. I want mm-hmm. to sell this land on seller financing. But hey, I love how you assign that contract to a builder. Keep crushing it, Matt. Keep taking action. Guys, you have it. Matt sent out 76 land offer letters, got three parcels of land under contract, sold them all to one builder, was getting frustrated. And that's why we got to do all the marketing channels. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Craigslist, neighbor letters. Neighbors, a lot of times the neighbors will buy the land and the bandit signs. So the bandit signs take a little bit more work. You got to mm-hmm. find someone to help you with them or go and do it yourself. 
but it, it's very powerful until you build a hungry, salivating cash buyers list. Guys, mm-hmm. hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you're looking to take action right now, just like Matt said, I want you to go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land, schedule the call, fill out the application, and let's get you taking action. Matt, how can people find out more about you? How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, no, I'd love to uh, hear people's story and reach out and help help what I can. Um, you can reach to me on Facebook, which is just Matt Coley, or uh, email me at Matthew B. Coley, B is in boy, Matthew B. Coley at gmail.com. I love it. God bless, Matt. Thanks for being a go-giver. No problem. Until next Thank time, you. Rhino Nation. Thank you, Brent. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.